everybody, John Fenn here, Church Without Walls International, CWOWI.org. We're a worldwide house church network. We're, we're people on the, on the spiritual page of relationship-based faith, celebrated by meeting in homes, family, friends, neighbors, co-workers. And uh, these, these videos that I do, these short teachings, are uh, for the discipleship process. It goes back to something the Lord told me when he told me to start this some 19 plus years ago, which was uh, that the process of discipleship is supernatural. So this is what it's all about. Today, oh, by the way, go to our website, cwowi.org, and there you sign up for my weekly thoughts and my weekly e-newsletter. Uh, it or my monthly e-newsletter. Those are the places where we put all our meetings, our conferences, our Zoom conferences, our, our uh, web meetings, whatever the case is. Plus, that's where I share prophetic things that the Lord shared with me and things of that nature. So go to our website, cwowi.org. Sign up for our, our weekly thoughts, the e-newsletter, follow the directions there. Uh, there's also lots of articles, uh, videos, different things like that for free that you can, you can watch and, and learn. Um, hopefully you'll be blessed by all that, part of the discipleship process. All right, having gone into that, I'm asking the question, why does the Lord allow false prophets? Right now, all across at least the United States, there are lots and lots of people questioning themselves, uh, asking uh, because they have believed a, a bunch of, there have been a, at least a dozen so far that I've seen accumulated who have made wrong predictions about the elections in the U.S. and different things of that nature. And a lot of people are coming to the realization they have been duped. They have believed something that was God, they thought, but but wasn't. And they want to know, you know, what is that? And the, the larger question to me, and my heart goes out to people because I've <laughs> I've lived long enough to have seen the different fad doctrines and movements and, you know, why the Lord's coming back in 1988 and oops, I missed it. Oh, why the Lord's coming back in 1989 sort of thing. And so today, just from a scriptural basis, why does the Lord allow these things? What is his purpose? What is his larger purpose? Uh, and, and my heart goes out to those who, who have believed something and found out, wow, that, that's a lie. Uh, I saw people fall away from the Lord back when back in the days of Jim Baker and Jimmy Swagger and some of the others who fell from grace. And uh, they, they revealed that their faith was more in man than God. But I want to point you to, to I want to ask the, answer these questions. You know, why does the Lord allow false prophets? Well, uh, one the main reason is that he can expose the hearts of individuals for the purpose of demonstrating his grace. And I'll, I'll share that scripture, what Paul shared about himself uh, in, a, in a minute or two. But basically, it shows that by revealing what's in a person's heart, it shows their focus is on the things which are not really important because Christ is in us. That is the most important thing of all. And, and what happens is if people share what Jesus is doing on one hand and, and also sharing what is going to happen in the world, people will go to the world and they will ignore what the Lord is trying to do in their hearts in favor of focusing on what's happening in the world. Uh, second, he demonstrates they've been drawn away by itching ears. Third, he wants to show that they really don't know the spirit of truth within them, that they really haven't uh, learned yet how to listen to the Lord in him, in, in each person. But may, basically, that he can reveal their hearts so that he may show grace to them. Uh, in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 3, there's this scripture. Paul said this, For the time will come when they will not endure sound teaching, but after their own lusts they will heap to themselves teachers having itching ears and taking that apart bit by bit in the Greek. The Greek word will not endure, that they will not endure sound teaching. Will not endure is a phrase that means to, to see a project to completion. 
to, to complete a process, excuse me, will not complete a process. And so when it says they will not endure sound teaching, it is literally they will not complete a process. The process is the discipleship process of growing in the Lord. People are quick to leave whatever Jesus is asking them to do today and, and right now in their own hearts and in their own lives to run after a spiritual butterfly. You know, what's the buzz? Tell me what's happening. You know, uh, you know, what is God doing in the world type of thing? What's, what's the next thing? I mean, so many Christians are nothing more than looking for a fortune teller. And it's sad, people. It's sad. We've got Christ in us, the hope of glory. And people are off running after fortune tellers. Come on. Uh, to scratch an itch literally means to rub or to tickle. So these, these people, oh, sound doctrine is, is, means healthy. It means a healthy and balanced applied teaching. What Paul is saying in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 3 is this, they will not complete a process, but according to their own lusts, they will heap to themselves teachers. Uh, they, they will rub an itch. They will scratch an itch. They will heap to themselves. Now, the word heap together means to accumulate, uh, to gather into piles. So Paul is literally saying that, that in the last days, the time will come when people will not complete the process of discipleship, but they will gather to themselves, heap up in piles various teachers who will address that little scratch in their ear, and they will ignore the healthy teaching that God presents. That's what we're seeing here. Why does the Lord do this? Paul said this in 1 Timothy 1.16, For this reason I found mercy, so that in me Jesus Christ might demonstrate his perfect patience as an example for those who would come after me to believe on him. The Lord allowed it to demonstrate his perfect patience. In other words, in the midst of this, deception and everything else, the Lord will demonstrate his grace to those who repent, to those who don't try to explain it away. Oh, it's the body of Christ's fault because they didn't pray enough. Or, oh, it's so, oh, I meant for another time. Oh, I see now what the Lord is saying. It's for another time. It's for, oh, four years. Let's, let's put it off, you know, until, until let's, let's kick the can on down the road. Um, but you know what the Lord really is doing? It's found in second Peter chapter five or chapter one, verses five through eight. For this reason, you must do your utmost on your side. See that your faith is added to with moral excellence and to that moral excellence, knowledge and to knowledge, self-control and to self-control, the ability to endure and be consistent and godliness and then agape love. If these things are in you and abounding, you will not be barren nor unfruitful in the name of the Lord Jesus. So add to your faith with diligence, moral excellence, consistency, self-control, Godliness, brotherly love, all these things added in there. That's what the Lord is moving in. How about the fruit of the Spirit from Galatians 5.22? The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, patience, meekness, kindness. Those kinds of things, along with the moral excellence and the patience and the consistency and the self-control, these are the things where the Lord is moving constantly. He, he Out there is immaterial. It's peripheral, folks. It's what he's doing in us is to make us more like him. Galatians 4.19, Paul said, I'm, My little children, I'm travailing in birth again until Christ is formed in you. Ephesians 4.15 says that we would all come about, be no more like children tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine, but rising up to the fullness of the measure of the stature of Christ. If you want to know where God is moving and what he's doing, that's it. It's on the inside of you. And for the many people who have been drawn away, I feel for them. I feel for them. 
uh, you know, the, the false words, false prophets, they'll be exposed in their time and everything else. But we need to repent and shift our attention back and say, oh no, that verse, uh, the, the verse of 2 Timothy 4, 3 was for me. I am one who has looked for my ears being scratched and I have rejected sound or healthy doctrine, as Paul said. And I have run after, I've piled up to myself piles of teachers that will, will, that will scratch that itch. Once you repent of that, you're going to see the demonstration of the Lord's grace. He's not kicking you out of the kingdom. You'll see, like the Apostle Paul said, that the Lord showed him mercy so that he could exhibit his grace. Where the Lord is moving is in relationships. He's moving in personal growth, personal um, attributes of character and, and the fruit of the Spirit. That's what he is doing. So why does he allow these things? To expose people's hearts, to see their shortcomings, so that he might demonstrate his grace and then bring them back to balance, to focus on what he is asking them to do today in their own hearts, in their own life, and apply that life. All right, hope this has been a blessing to you. God bless. Bye-bye.